Hello and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend, and check out remproductions.net. Dot net. Dot net. Don't ask. Don't ask. Dot net. It's dot net. We've got posters for sale. Have a poster for sale. We have a poster for sale. Specifically one poster that is the company logo, but not our company logo, which is not anywhere on camera um uh, matt preston what you been up to been watching the olympics a little are those watchable isn't it really just a dick contest between u.s china and russia no is anyone else like yeah <laughs> okay yeah japan's up there in total metal count and... oh in tokyo yeah <laughs> 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 there's some other countries i mean it's it's just i wasn't expecting to enjoy it but i I kind of am i'm not like super into it rooting super hard for anything but you know i'll put it on in the evenings and i'll sit down and watch some of the bigger events um the 400 meter men's hurdles was absolutely awesome to watch i heard about that yeah the guy that just ran straight into a hurdle is that is that what you're talking about no oh what was that about i I heard i heard i heard that someone just like first hurdle just ran right into the hurdle yeah probably someone did okay but what happened was the norwegian guy uh set the world record by like almost a second which is insane a lot of time that's insane in in like a is like he went from high 46s to high 45s oh wow um and he tried to tear his jersey and he didn't didn't quite like he got he got a good chunk of it but the top part didn't detach so he's kind of just awkwardly flashing everybody (laughs) (laughs) oh man kaylin and i have a uh okay i had the idea she's fine with it it's Mm -hmm. uh i want to watch the i want to care about the olympics but i don't think just watching it and then being like yeah america is like my thing Mm -hmm. um so like i need like it's not a drinking game but there definitely got to be drinking games. Oh, I'm sure. Things that have got to be fun. But uh, it's just a smaller competition for uh, for the two of us. Uh, that is, you pick for every sport. Mm-hmm. You pick three, or no, two countries okay. besides the United States. And if that country, one of them countries wins gold, you get three. One the silver, you win two, and bronze, you win one point. Uh, and so like you're watching them and you're like cheering for like the team that Mm -hmm. you put, um, and then you choose, I don't know how many, maybe four sports. And if an Olympic record is broken, you get three points. And if a world record is broken, you get five points. Um, so Mm -hmm. it's like a little thing that makes me want to watch the winter Olympics. Yeah. Um, cause I don't ever, I feel like I cared a lot, um, eight years ago <laughs> okay and i don't think i've cared since yeah. the olympics just happened and i'm like eh, yeah although this year is really confusing i keep thinking it's 2020 i really <laughs> wish they changed the, like i know they couldn't because it's the logo but yeah god <laughs> i'm stuck in 2020 as it is i don't need the reinforcement by seeing it on tv everywhere yeah um yeah cool what's your favorite sport what's the one that you had the most like fun or you were the most interested in watching i mean i always love gymnastics yeah um and i make it a point to go to at least one or two gymnastics meets a year for ou yeah um for one thing because they're awesome yes for another thing and also we basically feed the olympic team (laughs) i don't don't quote me on the number but i i seem to recall that it was what the 2016 summer olympics three of the five men's were from ou something like that there there was an ou guy on this year's team oh i don't doubt it yeah (laughs) Um, you kidding me <laughs> we knew Cut. that yeah i probably have like a one uh one degree of separation from that guy because i uh, i'm friends with a guy who mm. was on the olympic or uh was on the um gymnastics team so nice. he's like tight with all those people yeah so cool i'm one degree of separation from a dude that was on uh in the olympics yeah. also i want degree of separation from a lot of actors yeah like we have a friend who worked in Killers of a Flo- uh, Killers of a Flower Moon of the Flower Moon of the Flower Moon, and that's a cast. Yep, and also it? Scorsese. Yep. <laughs> so that's... just a little. Go to our website. 
the, those people that are on those movies do stuff with our with our, with us. Mm-hmm. Very professional. Uh-huh. It's good stuff. Yeah. No, I uh, I always like gymnastics. Um, and I like the races. Uh, hmm. particularly just swimming and track. Yeah. Um, but something about a good race that gets my blood going. Yeah. We were talking about this when we were uh, we were at a restaurant with our friends mm-hmm. and uh, how I feel like it's unfair that Michael Phelps has the record, like mm-hmm. how a swimmer has the record because. Um, and hear my rationale out before you go to the comments and crucify me. Go to the comments and crucify me. He's wrong. All right. Uh, with swimming, the difference between each of the events is the smallest of the rest of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, with gymnastics, like doing like stylized the floor stuff is right. way different than the balance beam, which is way different than the rings, which is like yep. all of them are highly specialized stuff. Yep. But with swimming, if you're like the best at one of them, then it's not a relatively a lot of work to be the best at all of them. Yeah. And so Michael Phelps also just being genetically advantaged. Right. Uh, just, it's just like unfair that he's the record holder and you can't beat him basically with anything else mm-hmm. unless you're just an insanely in shape 45 year old and, and are able to do the Olympics for, 20 years in a row yeah no i could <laughs> <Which> you can't <laughs> especially for an impact sport like gymnastics no, no i could see something like one of the shooting sports maybe mm-hmm. you could go for a long time or... yeah but all the sports besides swimming and that's what we we're talking about is mm-hmm. swimming it makes it easy to do so many years in a row because it's right. a, it there's less impact on your bones to mm-hmm. kill your body <laughs> yeah much much less overuse injuries and yeah. stuff like that as i understand it yeah i take issue with your use of the word unfair but i see your point I guess, yeah. Because to call it unfair... I guess unsatisfying is the thing I'm thinking of. It's just like, there's no chance for any other sport to, like, work towards it. So it's just this unachievable goal that that exists. Okay, so we set it aside and focus on realistic goals then. Life advice for you. If it's an unachievable goal, set it aside. Work towards achievable goals. Mainly looking at you, ADHD people. Go write that short story, Preston. Shut up! <laughs> Go write that short story, man. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anything else you've been up to? Uh, Sibelius is fourth. I've been yes. asking around. I've been getting some opinions on that. I you finally have. got you to do your homework. You got me to do I'm my so homework. proud. I want to see if Mark messaged me back because I forgot I was going to call him earlier and have him do it. And I forgot. So I messaged him about 15 minutes call ago. Call him right now. I don't have service. Oh, I can try. Don't. So yeah, I did the Sibelius. Uh, for people who don't know, uh, the homework is to go listen to Sibelius's Symphony Number no. Four. Mm-hmm. At least the first two minutes Just of it. First two minutes of the first movement, and describe what you see, like what the image or whatever comes into your head. Um, Matt's been talking about it for a while. Uh, do we want to say ours, or do we want to still leave it out there to? Spoiler alert for Sibelius is fourth. Yeah, if you don't want your image tainted <laughs> by ours and you like want to do this, don't listen for like the next, I don't know. Uh, so me personally, I saw a ship, like an old timey ship, mm-hmm. like from like the 1600s, uh, making a trek across the Atlantic, like a really long trip. Um, and they are hours away from safety, like to hit land, but there's a big storm brewing. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of this like, like triumphant. We're almost there, but like an ominous, like just kind of over overarching om- ominousness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the, the, like the deep brass kind of gave me that ominous, but there was like the somewhat optimistic, uh voicings and other things like it, it was like major i don't I, I struggle to say major is happy there's like a couple times where it just like hits a major chord and it sounds mm-hmm. happy and i'm like hmm so that that's my thing okay what's your thing it's like staring a glacier in a fate in its face hmm. um it's just a big slow moving chunk of ice of music yeah and i get that image very vividly um my mom i talked to my parents about it because mm-hmm. we're actually reading a book about sibelius right now and his orchestral works which is such fun yeah um but <laughs> before we started i uh i 
played that for them mm-hmm. and uh, just asked them what they thought. And my mom came up very similar to me where it was, uh, she pictured like a, a bleak sunrise over sort of a wintry landscape and mm-hmm. it's not a triumphant sunrise. It's more of an ominous one. Right. Um, Hannah pictured dark clouds. Okay. So we're all kind of in the same sphere yeah. here. Um, Emily. And Mark pictured Teletubbies. <laughs> uh, has he gotten back to me yet? Nope. Uh, Emily, actually, uh, Brendan's oh, wife. Friend, yep, our friend, our Emily. friend Emily. Um, told you. Who, flashback to the one time I've been corrected very firmly on an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Emily, historian. Way to go, Emily. Hey. Uh, she said that she, I, we gave her, I gave her too much pressure by saying, hey, I get really vivid images. And so she was like waiting to see what the image was and then just didn't even experience anything oh so that was disappointing way to way to kill her yep you dick yep (laughs) except you were able to have an image so that's because i like actually oh i don't know i i don't know i don't know what's emily's problem then huh sorry i appreciate you for doing this (laughs) i was gonna say like you you put so much pressure on her it was probably just like yeah no frantically looking for something and she's got adhd too so like it's just you probably saw a trillion things and couldn't pin one down entirely possible (laughs) completely understandable um my dad basically is like oh it reminds me of like the story of the garden of eden so it's like oh here's the guy and Mm. then he's got the apple and he gives it to the woman and she said it's it was really interesting to me that um, me and Hannah and my mom all were just pure image. Yeah. Basically his static. Story. His was narrative and yours was kind of in the middle. Yeah. And like mine had like a, a um, it was an image, but it had history and fear. And yeah. It's a, it has narrative context. Oh, dude, that'd be a good short story. People that just got back. I've never been on a boat, so I probably wouldn't be able to write it very well. Seasick. Lots of seasick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I. So I'm thinking I've been thinking about this because my dad does not like Sibelius very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of sad to me because I'm like super into Sibelius right now. Um, and I'm thinking that part of his problem might be that he experiences music more narratively than I do. Okay. And I don't know if that's something that can be cured or something that (laughs) (laughs) not in the sense that it's wrong necessarily, although it's wrong and stupid and you shouldn't do it. Um, (laughs) But just, I, I just, I don't know if this is something that you can be cognizant of and work around and broaden your experience. So I'm, I'm very curious. This is kind of why I've been posing this experiment trying to find out. I mean, if you think about it, like Fantasia is visualizing pieces of music mm-hmm. narratively. Yeah. And I grew up watching Fantasia over and over and right. over again. Hmm. That'd be an interesting episode topic is how you visualize or how you absorb music. Mm-hmm. Mark messaged me back. He said it's Bionicles. <laughs> <laughs> Mark and Bionicles. He didn't actually. I, I figured. But... <laughs> All right. Anything else you've been up to? Uh, watch some baseball. That doesn't count. All right. Go. Uh, what? Oh, crap. What have I been up to? Uh, I've been watching spy stuff, so doesn't really apply yet. We'll talk about that in the content episode that we will definitely be wearing the same clothes next week. Gage, send me a text. Tell me what clothes I'm wearing. I'm going to actually try to wear the same clothes when we film that. Anyway. I make no promises. Um... What have I been doing? Well, if you can't think of anything, we do have one combined thing. Yeah, give me a second. Like, most of the stuff I've been up to are things that I'm about to finish, so I will talk about it, mm. like, next time, basically. Mm-hmm. Ugh! I mean, I watched half of Wolf of Wall Street, which is not worth talking about. I've been playing Civ, but I feel like I've talked about that multiple times, so that's not very interesting. I've been reading Suicide Squad, but that's not worth talking about until review. Uh Oh, that's something I've been I had I had been up to. I uh so I read what's called Gotham Academy. 
Okay. It is a, um, it's a new 52 story, but it's like a kind of, it's the post garbage new 52 story. Mm -hmm. And it follows, uh, Silverlock. I can't remember her first name, but it follows this. uh, So Gotham Academy is like the private school in Gotham. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bruce Wayne went there when he was a kid. Um, makes sense. And so it follows this, the kind of little group of four or five people who, uh, kind of just, it's a, it's relatively anthologous, anthologous, anthologic, anthological, anthology, anthology, anthologous, and it's basically an anthology. Uh, (laughs) boy, that took a long time to get, (laughs) um, it, uh, and and they they basically solve like little mysteries and stuff and mm-hmm. they uh all of the mysteries are involve main villains like so killer croc is involved in it a little bit mm-hmm. um and it kind of ties into what's happening uh in Gotham at the time of like that that story and it's okay. it's really really good it's really hmm. fun to read it's the art style is very much not what you'd expect from a generally a uh dc comic or a marvel comic it's Mm -hmm. more of a uh like a cartoon kind of thing okay uh not something you'd like you'd find it probably more likely in a web comic Um, just the art style it's a bit more bubbly and bright and stuff like that Mm -hmm. do you know Um, who the artist is probably not i don't know who the artist is and i okay. read it um but it is genuinely really good it's three volumes and i'm excited to read the second half which is second semester um there's the through line of the main character and kind of her history with her family mm. um that i'm not going to spoil for anybody that ever wants to go and read that which is it's a pretty interesting development the dark lord tried to kill her as a baby um killed her parents failed to kill her and she has a lightning shaped scar on her forehead that hurts that's, when evil no snare. don't tell people sorry <laughs> no but that's really good um that's the only thing i think i've read that's that i can remember or that is worth talking about i think ah that's good enough we saw yeah. suicide squad we saw suicide squad that's the thing we saw yeah yeah we j- just literally minutes ago mere minutes ago we left the theater yeah uh we haven't filmed the review yet so our broad opinions right now are going to be pretty off the cuff and pretty broad and pretty broad uh matt what'd you think about it it's pretty good just pretty good yeah i really liked it i didn't hmm, hear i'll start with this what would you rate it uh at this point i'm still wishy-washing between a six and a seven okay i'm between a seven and an eight Okay. So it's it, it's something I'd love to watch again mm-hmm. um, if it came up. So an example to me of an eight is Shazam, which mm-hmm. I'll watch if it's coming up. If like family's watching it and I'm around, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll sit down and watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Black Panther's one. I'm yeah. trying to use equatable sure. thing. Uh, and also the original Suicide Squad's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. I think that's a three. Uh... I felt that it was a, it was what a Suicide Squad co- movie needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it That's did. Ex- I felt like it, it did, with the exception of maybe a couple characters, it ex- did exactly with each character what it should have done. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like the end was like, yeah, that tracks. Like what the mm-hmm. characters were well written. Yeah. Um, the visuals were stunning. Yeah. There were so many just uh I mean there's the one in the trailer of Harley Quinn with the flowers going like that whole sequence was beautiful. Mm-hmm. How he kind of how Gunn kind of does the um the I guess chapter. Yeah. Uh so he has like chapter titles so yep. and they're all like integrated into the world in some way. It's very cool. Like uh, the, uh, I love yep. those. Um the I mean it's just like in all the characters who get along with each other in certain ways, they all make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only thing that stands out to me as what I didn't like is the exposition that happened every once in a while when you get character backstories. Yeah, they just kind of drop out. They kind of just monologue. Hey, let's play a little uh, slideshow of your your life with your family on the yeah. bus window. I here. actually I liked that visualization. Yes, I felt like. The way that they did 
character monologue exposition is the best way that you can do character monologue visuals or uh well character monologue exposition mm-hmm. because doing it at all is kind of pulls you out of it but like at least they made it interesting to right. experience rather than just them sitting at a bar and just saying words you at least get to watch something yeah you know what they could have done is they could have flashed up like a little title card with a freeze frame and kind of explained the the bullet points of each character oh that would have been fantastic to watch and mm-hmm. i'm so sad they i just ripped on my good stuff everybody <laughs> yep no, but I think uh, the music, I I enjoyed the music. There were several mm-hmm. spots where music was going and I actually stuck out to me. I was like, I I like this. I might actually go listen to the, the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I don't usually seek out soundtracks. I just have the list yeah. of all of the popular ones right. uh, that I just put on repeat if I'm feeling, or on shuffle if I feel soundtracky. But mm-hmm. um, this one had some, had good, like, who was it? Who Who composed? It was someone that I didn't recognize the name. Which All right. was interesting to me. Yeah, I'm excited to keep an eye on them then because yeah. it'll be fun. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's uh, it was cool to watch the Guardians of Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy style rated R. Yeah, maybe that's my problem because I didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you might just not like James Gunn when he has pretty strong creative freedom. That could be it. Which is totally a valid thing. Yeah. I don't like... We don't like Zack Snyder when he has creative freedom. Generally not. Are there any movies that he has had creative freedom that I like? Um. Well, neither of uh, you haven't seen Sucker Punch, have you? I watched it forever ago, and even then, I was just like, meh. Okay. Which Emily's people, gonna hate me for it because she loves that. People movie. keep telling me that it's really good and really yeah. underrated, and I need to watch <laughs> it and enjoy it, or they'll hate me and cut me out of their life forever. Oh, that's. Dude, my parents anyone that tells you tells matt that they're gonna cut his cut him out of their life forever i've been trying he is such a just yeah like a mutant What's starfish the word i'm thinking of parasite mutant starfish from space that attaches it yourself to itself to your face no it's an adjective parasitic it starts with a p persnickety Prestidigitous. Prestigious. Oh, why, thank you. Oh, I'm gross. so flattered. Anyway. Anyway. Um. Yeah. And I'll... also, I'll talk about this in the review. If you want to hear our full thoughts, go watch the review that we haven't recorded yet, and I don't know how good it is. It's probably going to be fantastic because we're consistently great podcast hosts. Consummate professionals over here. Um. But I'll get into it a little bit more with the uh, ugly section of that. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that is, go watch our reviews. Go watch our reviews. Jerks. Uh, it was so it, it was so comic accurate in so many ways. There were a few deviations that like felt like they needed to happen, mm-hmm. but just there was just so many things that I was like, yeah, that's actually how that works. Okay, awesome. I like it. <laughs> I'll talk more about it later. In spoilers, because there's spoilers that are important, right? Uh, so what you, so what were your, what were your thoughts that made you just kind of, eh, it was all right. I don't know. I, I'm having a little bit of trouble with that, honestly. Like I was enjoying myself. There were definitely some jokes that just didn't land for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just a me and James Gunn kind of talking past each other kind of thing. Um, it felt like it was difficult for me to ever be too invested in it. Okay. Um, I mean, I love Idris Elba's sexy, sexy face and voice and everything mm-hmm. about him. And his character was pretty well done, I think. I, a lot of the characters were. But it was really difficult for me to care about any of them enough to um, want to see them, see him through or see them succeed necessarily. Yeah. Um, until the end. And there's some good moments there, right. I think. Um, there were a lot of moments where they're like, They'll kind of set something up and it plays out really beautifully and they'll do there's really good effective uses of planting and payoff. And then there's a couple of moments where they're definitely like trying to set something up and then it just kind of doesn't and it doesn't feel like a misdirect as much as a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, There was one moment where I think you and I both chuckled kind of in anticipation of something that was going to happen and then it didn't happen. 
I think I, I, I remember that happening. I don't remember the event, but pancake. I... Oh, <laughs> I remember. Yep. Oh yeah. That was, we definitely, the moment that, that <laughs> thing started happening, we were just like, we both, yep. We both knew exactly what was going to happen. And then and it, it kind of didn't. didn't. Yeah. yeah. It would have been great. I think the problem with that is it would have been a, uh, would have been a blocking issue. Yep. <laughs> to use some <laughs> I, like film film jargon. I see what you mean. It also it also would have destroyed the opportunity for a really great bit of planting and payoff oh, that led yeah. to a really cool moment. Definitely. Yeah. That was yep. a I the moment like I, I can't spoil it, but like the, the the moment the conflict developed, I was like, I know exactly what's about to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's gonna come back, but I know it's gonna come back. Yep. Yeah. Um I love just talking vaguely. It's so fantastic for viewers to I know it's really really high like quality stuff. Talking. Um it's very you... it's very violent and I generally enjoy a good bit of gratuitous violence, but there was some parts where I was just like do we need this? Mm-hmm. Um, I felt it was it it didn't overdo it. I've, I I've okay. seen movies that just overdo it. Hellboy oh, 2019 boy. is one of them. Although I think this one on the whole was significantly more violent because it was consistent throughout yeah yeah but like all of them it it didn't there was maybe a couple points i guess that seemed unnecessary there's a shot in the trailer actually Mm -hmm. it's a good one uh where uh king shark is tearing a dude in half yep I didn't track with him. He eats things. Exactly. Why does he just break the guy? Because it's a trailer shot. Yeah. It's a cool trailer shot. Yep. All in all, like, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely mm-hmm. recommend people do it. It's a, uh, it, I could definitely tell it roasted the original Suicide Squad a couple times. Mm. There was a bar scene, but it was like, look how you can do it right. Yep. Like, it basically, it served the same purpose. Yep. As the one in Suicide, in the original, but it was better. Yep. <laughs> Um, and it, it, it made the joke, it's early enough that I can, I, I think it's not a huge spoiler. Um, uh, it made the joke that we kind of made when we were talking about the characters where it's like, a lot of these characters are kind of the same. They have the same things. And yep. it's just like one character. She says the, the spiel about one character. Yep. Then later she says the exact like, verbatim, the same spiel about another <laughs> character. And the, uh, like that first character goes why him he does exactly what i do (laughs) so i thought that was really good like i I, james gunn is a very good character to uh do comic book related movies because Mm -hmm. he can like he's a nerd he's he's an absolute nerd and you can see the 80s influence uh so this movie was based on the john ostrander Okay. Uh, run the logo is the same in everything like with the bullets okay. through suicide yeah um i can see the influence in it uh like thematically and kind of just mm-hmm. approaching characters um and also he knows it's clear that he reads comics because there's just a lot of things that are like that he makes jokes at yeah that comic readers make jokes about and so it's a lot of fun to watch those kind of movies. It's I, I got some similar feelings as when I was watching uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, and it felt like watching a comic book. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as like visceral as that one. Because right. that was literally watching a comic book. Ironic, um, because there's considerably more viscera in this one. True. Uh, but there was just... It, it, felt, it felt inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I genuinely appreciated. But also, it's not like... If you know, you know all the time. It's mm-hmm. like everything that's kind of an inside joke. He portrays it in a way that is consumable for non-comic book readers, right? Which I think is like he's really, really good at that. Yeah, uh, I'm sure if I read Guardians of the Galaxy comics and then watched those, I would probably feel the same way. Yeah, like about those. And so I genuinely enjoyed it, and I think it's it's a movie that is for comic readers and not comic readers alike. As long as you can stomach some some gore. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> caveat there. There's a couple moments that are like, woo, woo. <laughs> More than a couple. Yeah. Quite a few. But uh news? News. Let's talk about news. Let's talk about some What's news. Going on in the world. We got a we got a speaking of uh viscera, we got a 
Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer. Yes, we did. I did not watch it again, but I have watched it. Do you want to watch it again real quick? Nah. Is this movie going to be any good? Uh, I think I think we've said this before, and I can't remember if it was you or me, um, but this is going to be as good as the first one. Okay. I don't think it has a lot to live up to. No. But I also don't think that it's a movie that, like, like you can do it poorly, mm-hmm. but it's, like, kind of hard to do it poorly. Okay. I don't know. I feel like, with, like, having watched Venom... At least story-wise, like, thinking back. I haven't seen it in forever, so I could be way mm-hmm. off base, and if I watched it again, I'd have a very different opinion. Um, I feel like it's a story that's so basic mm-hmm. and inoffensive that, man like... Man meets alien symbiote. Man is uh, parasitically taken over by alien symbiote. Well, like, it's... Like, the humor writes itself. Yeah. Like, there's a... It's a very specific kind of humor that, like, as long as you just... If you have anyone who's a competent writer at all, mm-hmm. like, oh, this movie's going to be as good. I think it has the potential to be way, like, not way, has the potential to be better. Okay. Because it has a flipped, like, it, it's a character that's literally opposite character, but, like, mm-hmm. personality-wise, and it looks like this could be, like, how you had a lot of fun just watching Tom Hardy and... Mm-hmm in black mask with voice distortions, Tom Hardy, right. Like riffing off of each other, you now have big red angry thing mm-hmm. with like redhead serial killer. Like that looks fun. Okay. And so I think it, I, I think it could be better, but I think it's just going to be as good. Okay. Which when you're watching a movie that was like, yeah, it's fine. I think we had a seven, five, five. Oh, you had a five. Yeah. Did I have it a six? You had it a five. I had a five. Pretty sure. Okay. Definitely just putting in words in your mouth here, but I'm sure you're not too far wrong. I, yeah. I feel like maybe I would have put it as six, but five is anyway, it doesn't matter. Yep. Okay. I think it's going to be significantly worse. Okay. Based on one line from the trailer. Uh, Woody Harrelson says, um, serial killer carnage host, man, uh, says, uh, I'm not going to get the exact quote, right. But for as long as I can remember, I only wanted one thing carnage. Hmm. No, you didn't. You weren't a six-year-old imagining just disemboweling people. I mean, maybe you were. I don't know how early Maybe they'll explore that in a way presents. that kind of makes sense a little bit. Like, Carnage. What is the definition of Carnage? I feel like it's just chaos meat. and, like... Meat being strewn about. No, I don't know. Figure it out. Carnage. The killing of a large number of people. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's possible. Yeah. I mean, I... It's just killing people. Like, he's probably just been, like, yeah. as as a six-year-old, is just, a, like, a, I mean... It's like, yeah, psychopath, psychopaths... It presents young. Yeah. Real young. So, um, there you go. Get that, get that uh, smear out of your mouth. This is going to be a great movie. It's still a stupid line. Yeah. Um, And you can tell a lot from a trailer about how good or bad the writing is in the mm-hmm. trailer. And they always put the best writing in it. Yep, and if that's a bad line that they were going to put there kind of front and center, it's given yeah. a real place of authority. I think this movie's going to have problems. Um, I think another problem is going to be the humor. You say it writes itself. I feel like they kind of captured lightning in a bottle with the tone on the first one, right. and they're going to be trying to replicate that, and they're going to go too far in one direction or another. Um, mm. There's like the breakfast scene in the trailer and that just feels like it's overdoing it to me. Yeah. Just like he was overdoing those eggs in the breakfast scene where he's, I try so hard and I despise you like That's... a turd rolling in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> see you can't you can't capture that magic twice yeah and part of the problem is the audience is expecting that and half the fun is just the shock value yeah so are we gonna see it probably not. yeah are we we are, have more important movies to be watching it's true when did and it come out and until we have like bankrolling like sponsors and stuff that can pay for all these tickets and also get having them edited we do one one review a month, and I feel like there's going to be a way better movie coming out that month than Carnage. 
Comes out in September, so we're seeing Shang-Chi anyway. Yes, yep, there is a way better movie coming out. Yep. Uh, any other trailers? Um, I, don't trailers. I don't know if this was a new one or not, but I wasn't aware that there was a trailer for Halloween Kills yet. You didn't know? You didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah, it's been out for a while. Okay. Yeah, we saw that uh, on the it was attached to Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's been out. Um, I mean, we watch all a lot of death scenes. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that movie, and also um, don't breathe too. Don't breathe too. They, they showed us like every death scene. Yeah, they just explained the entire movie. Yeah, not. I thought we'd gotten away from that, just like as a species. Yeah, we were gonna stop doing that. No, but no, it's we're back to explain the whole movie in the trailer. Yep. I wish we could find. Well, I guess most producers, like most studios, have their own in-house advertising. I don't know. Stuff. We should do some research on that. I would assume so. Yeah, well, we need to... We did a long time ago, and I had a lot of fun with it. Our Good Trailers for Bad Movies episode. We gotta get around to that Bad Movies... Bad Trailers for Good Movies. Yeah. No, that was was one of my favorite episodes we've done, honestly. That was a good one. Yeah. um, A lot of fun. Yeah. So, we need to do that, but we need to look more into trailers for homework. Yeah. Sounds like work. I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, well uh let's talk about the big thing that's going on that was really annoying that it happened like the day after we recorded the disney episode but it was before the disney episode released so we looked at a date uh scarlett johansson is entering the ring with disney and i respect her so much for it let's throw down Disney. oh my god yes yep uh so for people who do not know about this story uh, Scarlett Johansson, in her contract, had a, uh, there was an agreement for an exclusive theatrical release of Black Widow, and also her pay for the movie was, uh, either fully or mostly dependent on box office ticket sales. Mm-hmm. And so, with them going to, uh, doing a dual, dual streaming and, uh, theatrical release, mm-hmm. she's out a lot of money. And so, because of that contract, uh, she's filing a lawsuit against Disney under one breach of contract. And also, there's another claim that I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically the idea that they not only violated, like, the verbiage of the contract, but violated the the point of the contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish I had looked up the name, uh, but there's a, I think it's Eagle Lawyer is a YouTube lawyer that kind of talks about just breaks down legal stuff for mm-hmm. people. Um, and he was talking about how she actually has a really, really good case for this because like you can, even though it's not specifically in the contract okay, for a different example, someone has a contract with something, but then the company kind of works around it. They find like, they kind of find a loophole or not even really like a loophole to, Mm-hmm. do something within the contract but just kind of do a thing that's not addressed by the contract that violates the point of the contract in the first place mm-hmm. there is a basis for a lawsuit in that mm-hmm. and so she has she's also filing for that i believe um but the eagle lawyer said that she actually has a better case under that one but she's going more for the uh breach of contract mm-hmm. um so she's doing that which has also brought uh emma stone Mm-hmm. thinking about it uh for the uh release of cruella correct and Which also dwayne happened. johnson is thinking about it for jungle cruise yeah so we're getting three big dogs just could this be the end of disney i hope so boy that was a clickbaity line if ever i heard one. <laughs> oh man i so what are your thoughts on this matt uh i mean i think there's no way this is the end of disney um mm-hmm. by any extent scarlett johansson suing him for 50 million dollars which sounds like a huge chunk of change but they made pocket money they made like uh i don't know either 300 million i don't know i don't know how much they made oh no that's like collectively collectively it was probably like four or five billion yeah or something last year oh you're saying disney as a whole i thought you were talking about uh uh black widow no specifically in general, they make enough money that $50 million is not fun, but like, yeah, 
they, they, could threw, settle, they could settle out of this pretty easily and just yeah they threw more money than that at cruella and look where that got them yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that this is going to well i don't know i, I think it's it, it's going to be a shake-up for the purpose of how they approach contracts and salaries with actors because streaming service is such a like a unknown on how it behaves mm-hmm. um, and how it's going to behave once the pandemic has settled mm-hmm. down more Yep. Uh, or again, settled down again. I swear to God, a theater shut down again. I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah. Right in time for Dune. I swear to God, if Dune gets pushed back again, <laughs> I'm going to have a meltdown. Um, but I think I, I, I wish more people knew about this. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know about this, but that's because Disney publicists are keeping it so hard on the down low. Mm-hmm. Like there's still it's there's still news. It's, yeah, like, no, press, it's, it's getting it's attention, a high profile like, story. Yeah. Um, Disney needs to get put in their place. Mm-hmm. Like just get knocked down a peg. Yeah. I, uh, Kaylin and I were talking about. Uh, I was beginning my research for sequels, mm-hmm. uh, and. I was talking about all the movies, like all the Disney princess movies that have sequels and threequels and stuff like that. And I was like, I tried to look up a list of all the properties under Disney to see if I could find Mm -hmm. a little breakdown of it. Um, And it ended up showing me this kind of cool graphic of like the Mickey head. And it's everything that Walt Disney studios owns Uh. and Marvel, which is huge is just a part of one of the ears. Like they're so big. Yep. And I want them to not be that big. Why? Oh, because they control everything. Copyright. That's one of the big ones. I wish they, I want them to just shut up with copyright. That is valid. (laughs) That is a big (laughs) one for me. Um, but also just like it's companies like Walt Disney and also Warner Media mm-hmm. and well, I guess AT and T in general because they're yeah. all, they own all that. Which put this out here, I believe that Warner Brothers actually renegotiated contracts for actors that were involved on streaming released movies. Uh, do you know anything beyond that? Just the like, like anything? What like what was renegotiations? Not specifically. You're not going to quickly find. Things. I'm not going to quickly find things, but but that's good. Yeah, um, just having some good faith for your people yeah i mean that's one of the things that just like it's i don't want to get too like socialist and like break up to big companies but also i mean go back and listen to our disney episode Mm -hmm. which is yeah is up the audio is up the video will be up this thursday yes yes so check that out um it just like it makes it harder for people in the in, who want to enter the industry to enter the industry because they have such a strong grip on so much. Mm-hmm. Like it's getting better. Also, we're not in the industry, so we don't know. Hence, unqualified podcast. Why am I ranting about this so much? I don't know. Scar Joe just needs to bring him down single handedly, and I will be so for it. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I mean, she's entirely in the right here. I think. Yeah. There's oh, for sure. Bad renegotiation, and I imagine that she'll. Um, do well with the outcome no matter what it is um we'll see how much this affects their behavior moving forward yeah um, probably not a whole lot well yeah i mean they don't want to bleed that much money every time and that much bad publicity every time they come out with a movie right so they'll have to think about how to address streaming and premiere yeah. access and those kinds of rights and stuff but yeah i mean it also i hate doing this in disney's defense the contracts were all set before the pandemic happened. Yeah. And so like but that that's the only defense. Right. And they other should companies have just other companies sucked did up the delay and put it back. Oh, they actually renegotiated contracts of Oh, I thought you meant that like that Warner or uh yeah, Warner was just like mm-hmm. going forward renegotiating like n- new contracts. They renegotiated established contracts. Yeah. Yeah, I, good on them. I don't have names off the top of my head, but I think some. Uh, I think Godzilla versus Kong people okay. got renegotiated. Good on them. Made a lot of sense because that was 
streaming theatrical dual release and yeah earlier in the year when things were still a little more shut down hell yeah so good for them not 100 percent sure about all those details there it might be totally sketchy but the idea of it is great so right. good on them for having the idea thing because if they had the idea to screw them over somehow then maybe not on having the idea but the vague premise good on them <laughs> just really painting it with like a fuzzy yep. brush <laughs> good on something somewhere maybe let's uh, let's have some general vague positivity yeah that's what this podcast is about anything else worth talking about yeah so another interesting point of controversy that's kind of slid under the radar that oh. is not related at all to this but i thought was very fascinating and i haven't quite made up my mind how i feel about it okay I'm going to make a snap judgment and I will stick to it for the entire episode. And this is why you're so useful to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know who Amanda Knox is? No. Good. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I hate to break it to you. I'm going to tell you who she is. Okay. Um, She was an... She's still alive, but she was uh, an American student... Uh, studying abroad in Italy. Okay. And her roommate was brutally murdered. And Ow! the Italian police. She did it. And that's, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> You're the bad guy now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, the police pretty quickly found the guy who did it and tried him, convicted him. A lot of evidence. It was pretty clearly him. I think he admitted it. Mm-hmm. Put him in prison. The Italian police were also pretty convinced that she had something to do with it. Amanda Knox had something to do with it and rushed her through a trial, threw her in prison without much evidence. Uh Oh, yeah. Um, and she has since gotten out. They, how long was she in a few years? Oh, this was a while ago. This was, this was like mid aughts that this actually happened. Oh, okay. Um, but she's out. She's free. Uh, the she has basically proven her innocence mm-hmm. in the the eyes of the public. Um, well, in the eyes of the law, uh, the public is kind of a different matter because when she went to prison, people she was a high profile case at mm-hmm. this point, um, and people were just horrific. I mean, not going to defend mob mentality thought they thought she was she was a terrible person but that i mean that doesn't excuse it right but even since getting getting out even after being vindicated she's she gets threats she gets people come up to her on the street and spit in her face um and it's just it basically destroyed her life okay you know the movie Stillwater that's coming out like this week or oh my god is that about her it's not dad it's not explicitly her story but it is shockingly close it's clearly an explicitly taken inspiration from like the director says yeah we took inspiration from the amanda knox story okay and she came out a couple weeks ago um maybe just a week ago or so and wrote a piece in the atlantic uh and said hey i'm not really okay with people making movies about my life um taking inspiration from it especially not without really consulting with me without sitting down with me first and I'm kind of stuck. Like, I think it's horrible the things that have happened to her. And I would not want to be have the experience of having a movie made about me if I want myself taken out of the public spotlight, which that's all she wants at this point. She just right. wants her name to be forgotten and just go on with her life. Right. So I'm sorry, Amanda, if you're listening to this for dragging your name back out. Yeah. You're, I mean, that is a really good like moral quandary but i like, love these things yeah but like i also can't fault creators too much if it's not i mean i'm trying to decide how I exploitative it is in my which the side that i'm so we're not just sitting here going like oh one or the other i okay. think the side that i'm leaning on is on her side okay because yes creators have basically created right to mm-hmm. have be influenced by things and stuff like that. But also I feel like I, and I don't know, I'm not that much in the industry, but like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that there is a duty of creators to respect their inspirations. Mm -hmm. And if you're 
drawing from something and it's a person who's been through like trauma and they have a very solid reason to not want this thing to be a thing Mm -hmm. then like you you should respect that it's like a human kindness thing Mm -hmm. like you're profiting off of someone else like not profiting off of their misery right but you're making a profit from something that is causing somebody else misery in some way Mm -hmm. and i'm inclined to lean towards her side where it's like um that it's respect your inspirations okay in a way unless it's like literally like you're inspired by like the movie is inspired by ted bundy Mm -hmm. you don't have to respect him but she has been in the eyes of the law like proven innocent Mm -hmm. and like she was almost completely forgotten i didn't know she was a thing yeah (laughs) she hasn't been i mean to this day she yeah an unpleasant life but i i'm I'm mostly on her side. Like, I, okay. I, I think there is the side of, like, if you're not crucifying, like, have, you haven't seen Stillwater, have you? No. Okay. I don't know if it ends up being in the movie that, like, she did do it or something like that. Spoilers for Stillwater. She didn't do it. Okay, cool. So, but there's still, like, that element where, um... Mostly. What? So, apparently, not having seen Stillwater... Oh, um, is it vague? It no, it's explicit that she um told the guy who uh actually did murder the roommate something like, Oh, I just want her gone, I want her out of my life and it was misconstrued. See, that's Which is not true to the actual fact. Right. And that uh, and that I think is plays into my I I didn't know that about the mm-hmm. the movie. I think that plays into my idea of you have a duty to respect your inspirations. And mm-hmm. if you're like, she didn't want this thing to be a thing in general about her. Like she wanted right. to be forgotten. Bringing it up in one, bringing it up again mm-hmm. and like saying her name in uh, interviews and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, is a problem in itself of your duty to respect your, the, the inspirations, but also putting something in the content that makes it worse, mm-hmm. like throws a little bit more like, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ambiguity into the mix mm-hmm. is also bad. Okay. That's my opinion. I'm sticking it to, I actually feel proud of no, sticking I, to it. I, I think that's a, <laughs> I think that's a reasonable and defensible opinion. And okay. So with that, what should the creators, the writer director should have done differently? That is a process? fantastic question. Because that was the question I initially came down just on your side, basically. Right. And then I asked myself that question and started kind of moving around a little bit. Yeah. I so. think um, if you're inspired by something, you should do research in it. I mm-hmm. think that's a yep. general basic principle. Sure. And I feel like it's probably not going to be hard to find if you researched her these mm-hmm. days that she like that she's being going through all this. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I would guess not so much cause she has tried to avoid the yeah. public eye um, until this past week or so. Um, my thing is, I mean, yeah, do your research and I think they did do their research, but they're not telling her story. They're right. telling a story that takes her basic narrative set of facts and, tries to find an interesting story in there and tell a new interesting story from that. I think something they could have done better is address that. Mm-hmm. Even, even post releasing the movie, like yeah. you can, there have been plenty of movies that like Avengers, the shawarma scene wasn't in the tray or wasn't in the movie or in the uh, theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but use your profile to at least like sp- spread the message that like she didn't do it leave her alone like mm-hmm. at this point like y- you can look back all you want but yeah. looking back at what they could have done is like isn't going to do anything but right. now what you can do is change your approach and like try to help what she's trying to accomplish which is at least like it, you can't tell the world to forget someone right so the best you can do the best thing they can do at this point is to try to help 
put like convince the public opinion like the was it the court of public opinion Mm -hmm. convince the court of public opinion that she didn't do it like to stop like the and tell and say that there's like a line in the movie like bring that line out and say this is fiction Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff like yeah yeah i don't have much faith in the the reach of their voice if they do that though like these are the people that are talking on the press junket to the uh, the Hollywood Reporter and Variety and stuff, yeah. and that gets seen by people like us. It doesn't get seen by the um, your average Stillwater viewer. Yeah. Um, and I I just I can't see that that would have that much impact. By the same token, I don't know if the average viewer is going to realize that it's the Amanda Knox story. Right. I was That's like true. I was vaguely aware of the Amanda Knox story, like. Um, when this all started coming out, I, I thought in the back of my head, oh, okay, that rings a bell somewhere, but I wouldn't have made that connection. I did not make that connection seeing the trailer. I would right. not have if I'd seen the movie. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, it would have been nice for them to sit down with her ahead of time and said, Hey, we're making this movie. What's your input? But then how much creative control do you give to someone who has an, emotional stake in it that could be completely different from a separate story that you're trying to tell broadly speaking i don't know but for this example literally it seems like one line could have made a difference Mm -hmm. between her being fully innocent in the movie and her being like morally questionable Mm -hmm. which isn't helping her case right now right i don't know okay I also, ju- I'm just learning about all of this, and mm-hmm. I need more time to think about it. So I'll get back yep. to you next week with a completely different opinion. <laughs> oh, okay. Any other news that happened? Uh, we got an image from the Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, it's an image of a person in Lord of the Rings looking clothing and in a Lord of the Rings looking place. Yeah, September second, twenty twenty two. Give or take nine two two nine two two zero oh, two. Oh, I hope it's September twenty second. So that's Frodo's birthday and oh. Bilbo's birthday. I hope it is. I'm going to look this up. September 2nd. You quitters. Ah. September 22nd is right there in front of you. Boo. This show is going to be bad. They don't have enough respect for the source material. They could have done September 22nd. They didn't. Yeah. The, mo- the show that doesn't have the Baggins in it. Do we know anything else about this disp- uh, except for the fact that it's in like the second age and Galadriel's in it? Not a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. I like that. Yeah. They we'll they've done a very blind. good job of keeping it keeping it locked down. Yep. And I imagine they'll ramp up and oh, sure. tell stuff. And it's it's probably also that they're gonna take like a paragraph from the Silmarillion and blow it out into five seasons or something. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how the Silmarillion works, honestly. Well, yeah, I mean you could blow out five five seasons of a show from one paragraph because my God is that thing dense. <laughs> yeah. It's dense and it's written very biblically. It's yeah. like and then the people of this place went down to this place and killed all the other people and it was mighty mighty <laughs> fine. So funny <laughs> for people like Lord of the Rings fans to watch this mo- this show and then like be interested in reading the Silmarillion and they like are reading somewhere and they get to that paragraph and they're like, damn, they covered the entire show in one paragraph. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. Shall we call it? Yeah, let's shall probably call we? it. We shall. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you're listening to this, this is the audio version of our podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Uh, I don't know, probably other audio podcast mediums. I'm sure there's one I'm forgetting at this point. That list's getting too long. Um, if you're listening to this on audio, you're not watching the video version, which is, I don't know, a reasonable choice, I guess. I uh, don't know why I'm gesticulating to the camera right now, given that we're audio only. But we uh, we have a YouTube channel where we post little shortened video versions. So if you find the sound of our voices in your ears for an hour to be just entirely too much completely insufferable maybe check out our youtube videos we're, they're just a few minutes or if you've got a, a friend that's interested in checking us out or interested in a particular topic and they just want kind of the condensed version send them that we are nominally on social media we've got a facebook we've got a twitter at just us losers pod uh where we should do suicide squad reviews twitter reviews yes tonight 
Don't I feel forget like we should it. have the review first to think all our thoughts out and then condense those thoughts. I disagree with you, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. Uh, we're on Instagram, same handle, at JustUsLosersPod. Uh, we've got a Gmail, JustUsLosersPod at gmail.com. Um, again, I'm interested to hear what people think about the first two minutes of Sibelius' Fourth Symphony. Um, do you experience it as an image, as a narrative, somewhere in between? Tell me about it. Five paragraph essays only, please. Uh, REMproductions.net mentioned that up top. There's some cool things up there beyond just the posters. You know, we've got uh, Coyote. It's the short film uh, that our lovely friend Andrew created. Um, and some other good content. You can find us there. You can find some of our Christmas photo shoot pictures there, which is always nice. Uh, yeah. And I mean, keep your eyes posted there for, for more exciting content coming soon. I think that's all I got. You got anything? Nope. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.